Welcome to the Clash Tips Podcast. Super excited today to have a really awesome player, Genghis Klan. Genghis Klan and I actually know each other from Iron Wolves back in the day. Uh, Xena's clan. We both, of course, were huge fans of Xena. Uh, Genghis Klan. Should I call you Genghis Klan the whole episode? <laughs> or should I call you GC or or is it GK? What, what do you prefer? Most people call me Gang. Gang. Oh, that's cool. Or so, Jenny. For some reason, I had some of my clanmates that would think my name is Jench because they didn't know what Genghis Khan was. Uh-huh. So we short version into Jenny. But most people call me Gang. That's yeah. what I like to be called by. So, so I'm, I'm super curious about your in-game name. Like Genghis Khan. Like obviously, Genghis Khan is one of the most influential characters in Earth's history. Uh, I'm guessing that you're a big fan of Genghis Khan and you just chose Genghis Khan as kind of an, an honor out of him. Or is there a reason that, that you chose that in-game name? You know, to, that's a funny question because it all started off where back in 2011 or 12 when I started playing and I just wanted to come up with a cool name. I'm thinking, okay, Clash of Clans, let me think of something <laughs> that's uh, relatable to the game. And for some reason, just in my mind, clicked Genghis Khan. So mm-hmm. I kind of just, you know, turned that into my name. And then as I got older, I started really getting into Genghis Khan and Alexander the Great, mm-hmm. you know, all these people, all these conquerors. So mm-hmm. it's funny how maybe clash of clans was a spark into that entrance yeah so maybe clash of clans chose you in this right Genghis Khan I mean that's a super cool name like I'm I've seen lots of names and honestly most of them are pretty boring like Bob or I mean you you see some a little outlandish ones that are amusing but Genghis Khan like that's a really strong name yeah it it, it strikes fear in the heart of your opponents whenever you come to smash their base right definitely and that was my intention and i i I, i've noticed that i'm pretty creative with names so we actually just rebranded our whole tournament name and we did a list of five names that we were going to do and three of the ones that came up with got selected Mm. and the final decision name is actually one that i came up with so which which is what pretty creative on that end um it's cosmic regime cosmic regime that's pretty cool that has kind of a space feel to it exactly yeah so um that was kind of our intentions we wanted to do something different and i somehow came up with that name i don't know why but yeah no we kind of rolls we roll space (laughs) yeah well so i'm a huge star trek fan Um, in fact i have five different accounts and three or actually four of my accounts are named after star trek characters one is Borg Cube, one is uh, Captain Picard, one is Mr. Spock, and the last one is NCC 1701D, which is the registry of my favorite ship in Star Trek. So <laughs> I, I, I totally feel you. Like, that's awesome. Space, space all the way, right? That's funny, because I actually have uh, four accounts, and I've actually done some name changes with some of them and adjusted as time came over, mm-hmm. uh, went over, but one of them is named Genghis Tron because I kind of wanted to give it more of like a Genghis Khan, but then bring it into the future. Yeah. So Tron. Of, hey, are yeah, you a Genghis- Tron fan? Tron is super cool. Yeah. Ex- yeah, exactly. I'm a Tron fan. So I mm-hmm. kind of brought that in. And then I had Genghis clone because I like Star Wars. I'm like, okay, I'll go <laughs> Very with that. nice. And then I have uh, my last account is 
Genghis Khan's original or true name, which is a uh, Tamujin. Tamujin. I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it correct, but um, yeah, that's his original birth name. So I kind of uh, all have a Genghis thing to it. Yeah, I, I imagine you have people who ask you, "What in the world is Tamujin?" And you have to go through the explanation that it was Genghis Khan's uh, Genghis. I'm saying Genghis Khan now. Genghis Khan's original name, and go through all that history and stuff. Yeah, um, well, actually, it's funny because some people actually know that that's his name, and they'll be like, "Oh, you're obsessed with this guy," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know." And then others, <laughs> laugh. then a lot, most people ask me, but I'll probably have about fifteen percent of people that are like that know his real name. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's funny that you brought that up. Well, I mean, it's a cool character to name something after. I mean, he has a super interesting history. Uh, I, my dad was a history teacher. And so he had us reading all kinds of different books on history. And Genghis Khan was one of the leaders, world leaders that we studied a lot of. Alexander the Great, as you mentioned, Napoleon, you know, all those leaders back in the day, which is super interesting. But yeah. So uh, you said you've been playing since 2012. That means you've been playing ever since the game started. Is that correct? Yes. Basically, how I started to play was um, I just graduated high school in 2011 and it was towards the end of the year. So. Um, I'm just hanging out and my brother, he's a year older than me. And he's like, Hey, you should check out this game that me and my buddies have been playing. And he introduced me to the game. I just been playing off and on ever since then. Very casual. I actually rushed to my base because I, I want, I, <laughs> I think everybody did back then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Up until like town hall 11, I rushed my base. And then I finally just laid back and, you know wait till it got maxed and then um town hall 12 was kind of when i started playing more and i kind of focused more on attacking and skills and i was still playing casual but that's when i joined iron wolves mm -hmm. and that's how where i met xena and hizzle and all those good guys mm -hmm. and fletch mm -hmm. and uh so all my claim my old claim fell apart we were i was part of blue steel mm -hmm. and all I learned there was I would use mass Valkyries with the heels and they would just <laughs> run through the base. And then uh, our clan kind of got inactive. So I went on Reddit and looked up uh, advertisement for clans. And the first one on the list was Iron Wolves. And I just mm -hmm. clicked on that and it was history ever since that. And I saw that it was on all adult clan, which kind of at that time it was it's i was 25 years old and the age requirement was 25 or older so it was kind of funny how it was kind of a sign like oh this is meant to be and i want to kind of be around <laughs> older people and it just they just ended up being the best group of people i've ever clashed with to this day and the funniest guys and, and girls um to this day so it's really awesome that I kind of started, I would like to say I started there. Uh, yeah. And well, I'm, I'm still a member of their discord as, as, as I'm sure you are as well. And some of those memes that pocket aces po post in the yeah. are hilarious. It'll just, it'll just bust out like 30 memes all at once. And I'm going down through on my phone and I'm cracking up. And my wife is like, what are you laughing at? I'm like nothing. Just looking through discord. <laughs> 
if I'm ever having a bad day, that's the first place I go to. <laughs> I don't know that pocket aces will ever. I'll I'll actually post this podcast in the in the Iron Wolves Discord. So I'm sure that maybe maybe possibly pocket aces will listen. But it, hey, pocket aces, there are two of us who get a kick out of all of your memes that are posted all the time because they're great. Oh my gosh! So uh, on, on your four accounts, what town hall levels do you play? So I have two that are Town Hall 14, um, which I play. Um, and then I have a Town Hall 11 that I play and I do mixed breakdown leagues with. Mm-hmm. So I, I've, I'll break it down. I'm sorry. I do, two, I do two accounts where I do leagues with. One is Town Hall 14 and then one is Town Hall 11. Okay. And, then my, and then I have a second Town Hall 14, which I just um, hang out in monkey business and we just focus on regular wars and clan war league mm-hmm. and that's a champs one clan as well and then i have a town hall 13 that is kind of just a donation account and kind of just goes wherever so whenever i'm pushing legend league and i'm on boost he's just there to help me out when i need troops so in, in monkey business is that the clan where you do the league wars with or do you have another clan that your other 14 is in no i have another clan that my other 14 in is in its name um omnipotence okay um we, we actually just joined them like three weeks ago we were in hayao before that mm-hmm. for quite a while we kind of wanted to join a clan that was more active and wanted a new type of environment so my whole team made a decision to move over to omnipotence because they they're extremely active and it's just really good vibes over there so that's why we changed our name we used to be named Hayao Esports mm-hmm. and so when we left Hayao to go to Omnipotence we had to create a whole new brand name for our team because we didn't want to represent the old clan we were in mm-hmm. and yeah so that's where we're at right now and so we're we're playing at a pretty high high level because we're in uh we have one clan that's in champs one we have two clans and that's in champs two and then we're actually just pushing a cosmic regime clan right now that we're going to do clan war league um this month for the first time to hopefully push it to clan war three mm-hmm. um so we can do worlds in that clan and represent okay. our name yeah yeah that that'd be awesome so you guys have been sounds like you've been together for a little while how did you find these guys so it actually it all started off where when i was up in iron wolves i had a random guy kind of just message me on discord and he was bringing together a whole bunch of buddies and he wanted to be a manager of a team he brought us to this guy named scud mutton who um really good guy he started mitten gaming and he kind of took us in we actually did really well our first ever world qualifier we went to we went really far and we made it to the next week so we made it past round one and two Mm -hmm. and i like to say that i helped queen walkers get second place because (laughs) we we played we played them in the round i think it was the round at 64 the qualifier that they won so they had they beat us to win that qualifier and that's what brought them all the way to the world championship and i like to say uh we had a helping hand in that <laughs> was it but, super i imagine you were super nervous as you're doing your attacks and i mean oh yeah. the queen walkers in clash i mean obviously there are a few other teams that are really well known as well but i mean the, the queen walkers like they're legend at this point right 
yeah, they're legendary. And also, I'm fairly new to the competitive scene at this point also. So my nerves back then compared to now are like, we're so much worse. So now I go into a war and I'm, I'm more relaxed. Like I've done it before, but that was my first time ever competing competitively. So yeah, I was sweating and my hands were shaking and sweaty <laughs> palms and all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So you actually just recently compete competed in Clash Worlds. In fact, we had to uh, hold off on this podcast until you were able to finish your attacks. How did that go? Um, what was the experience like? Like how is Clash Worlds going this year for you? So it's a little love heat relationship because this was the first year that they're doing the worlds in game rather than through the ESL website. Um, there was a lot of hiccups at the very start of it. And also it started at 3 a.m. Uh, my time, PST, I'm from mm. California. I'm already pretty much off of like three hours of sleep. From three to 6 a.m., we didn't even get a match in. The server kept crashing. Um, they're having just a lot of problems because mm. this was the first time they've done this through the game. And I think so many people were on at once trying to get, uh, trying to play that they just had a lot of problems. And then finally we get a match and the server crashes. And then they send a message on Discord because it's kind of ran through Discord and Clash of Clans the game now. It crashed again. So finally we get a match in and when we win and we make it all the way to the semifinals. And by that time, it is 12 o'clock in the afternoon and we've only played four matches. Mm. So in between each match, they kept pushing, okay, you'll play in 30 minutes and then we'll be there in 30 minutes. And then we'll say, oh, we've had some hiccups. We're trying to resolve all the issues we had in round one. Well, we will play again in 30 minutes from now. And so I'm like taking mini naps in between because eight to nine hours of just like waiting to play five matches. Right. So unfortunately we ended up losing in the semifinals. So we didn't get to play on the day two, but I know we're good enough to make it to the next day and continue playing. And uh, we were just part of the people that played the first qualifier while they were figuring things out. So I'm sure the, the following qualifiers that they have are going to go way smoother. So are these qualifiers monthly or how does that work? Yeah. So they're monthly. So from my understanding, I, I, I know I'm not going to be perfect on this, but I believe there's probably like four to six qualifiers. And what that, what happens is on day one of a qualifier, you'll have 200 to 300 teams will apply. They will end with 64 teams. Those 64 teams will play in day two against the top 64 clans in Clamor League. So if you get first place or even second place and you get a lot of stars, you will rank in the top like 100 in the world under Clamor League in the game. Mm -hmm. So you get you get a, a buy on day one. So those top 64 will play the top 64 from the day one of the qualifier tournament and those they will battle it out and then the following weekend the top six from all of those teams will play in a double elimination bracket style and there's only one like winner and they play in the actual finals 
the second place will get a golden ticket to where they'll play. They'll have like an automatic qualifier chance where they can play in another one. And um, so there's like six of these qualifiers and then one final one where everyone plays. So it's a it's a pretty long tournament and it will probably go on most of the year. So is this a separate tournament that you had to enter? Because I my assumption was that you could only get to Clash Worlds by going through CWL and you had to get first or I, I thought it was just first, but I'm guessing first or second in your group in order to move on to Clash Worlds. So this is a separate qualifier from that? No, it's actually, um, yeah, so it's kind of confusing on on all the rules and everything, how they described it. And you literally don't even have to do clan worldly. You just need to go to a clan that is in champs one to three. As long as you're in those requirements, you can join that clan and you can apply. Okay. And, get in. and you know, they did make an announcement saying that if we get too many teams that apply, then some teams might not make it. But as far as I'm concerned, this month we had a player on our team who didn't even play Clan War League with us in that clan, and he was playing with us in the Worlds. Okay, so, yes. I'm, I'm putting it all together in my head now. So you have the automatic qualifiers, and those are the teams that get first place essentially in Champions War League in their respective groups. And then you have anybody who can apply. I, I know that there, there was that new button that was on the home screen, on your main base screen that you could push. And then you could go through the different application process to apply to get to play. Um, but that that was also through game in game. I, I know recently they also extended that to the champs three clans, which is pretty cool. But that also may not have been the best idea if they're going to have a ton of clans apply from Chance 3 and then they have these system crashes like you're describing. Yeah, no, definitely. And another thing that I saw in the so the discord is kind of connected with. So when you apply for Worlds, they will link your account to discord and then they have like directions and stuff on there. So I had a lot of people complaining and this actually happened in our first match and I felt really bad for those that haven't done a friendly war before. Whenever the war starts, when you're in prep time, you have to switch your base. Mm -hmm. So it won't be your war base that you do in war. There's a separate button you have to press to set your base. So in our first match, we're playing against a base from Town Hall 12, mm -hmm. even though the guy and the guy was like, probably close to max or you know was fairly developed but he forgot to do that and and he lost obviously because his bases were telling all 12 <laughs> is that your dog in the background it is yes yeah, <laughs> no no you're good i have two dogs myself and i have two dogs and a cat and right before you got on my cat was at the door she and she likes to do this thing where she puts her whole paw underneath the door and she kind of scratches back and forth that's basically her way of saying hey let me in let me in but if i let her in she'd be all over my desk right here i have three computer screens um, I have my mic, <laughs> I have my whole setup, <laughs> so I can't let her in whenever that happens. No, you're good. I was just curious. <laughs> yeah, I'm an animal lover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here, same here. We definitely have a lot in common for sure. So uh, that, man, that's, that is a huge bummer. I also know, it. I imagine that there were players who didn't realize that you also have to set your friendly war army as well, because I've gone into friendly challenges before, I'm sorry, friendly wars before, and I, I know that you have to go in and actually set your friendly war army before you attack 
that you can't train up your army as you do in a normal war? Did you face anybody who came at you with like half barbarians and half archers in their attack or anything? That's so funny that you bring that up. Um, no, that did not happen, but it's happened to me in the past multiple <laughs> times. And I've learned the hard way. <laughs> oh, such a bummer. Yeah. I can't imagine going into Clash Worlds and you have a sneaky goblin army trained up because you're looting as much dark elixir for your pets as possible. And then, bam, <laughs> you press attack and here's all these sneaky goblins. You're like, well, I guess I do my best to get a one star, maybe. Or I... <laughs> yeah. That, that would be terrible. That'd be horrible. <laughs> so I heard that you have to be on camera uh, whenever you are participating. Is that I'm not sure that that's at the lower levels or not because I, with 300 teams, five players each team, you're talking 1,500 players, and I don't know that Supercell has the staff to be able to physically watch 1,500 players play the game to make sure that everything's on the up and up and that nobody's cheating and all of that. Did you have to play on video at all? No, I didn't. So that that is only for the final six that get to compete in um, the double elimination bracket. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't have to, I was prepared to buy all the necessary equipment if we get that far, but I didn't have to go through any of those struggles. And yeah, actually a, a team got disqualified for disconnecting his webcam during one of the events. So that was really unfortunate. But yeah, I heard that's a requirement, which I completely agree with because um, I think it's cool to see the players reaction, you know, when they three star or just any little things, you know, to see what they're doing. Maybe you can read their mindset by body language and all that stuff when they're playing. So it's cool. Well, one thing that I think is really cool, too, is I mean, we have unfortunately so much hate around the world to people who don't look like us. Uh, I mean, if you don't have the same skin color as I do, or if you don't have the same facial features as I do, then there's a tendency for us to to push away from that. But with something like this, and with the advent of YouTube, and with all of these streaming options, we can see that there are people who love the same game that we do, who we, we interact with on a daily basis, in Discord, and in game chat, who look different than us, and maybe who eat different food than us, and who wear different clothes, who lives in a different country. And I think that the the beautiful thing about it is we're able to connect with people that we normally wouldn't connect with, you know? I, oh, like I'm, yeah. I'm not just connecting with other people who live in the United States, but now I'm connecting with people from India and people from China and people from Japan, and I'm able to see them and I'm able to respect them and their culture and what they look like and their and the things that they do. And this is just one little way that we can kind of move forward on that front. Oh, no, 100%. I mean, this game brings people together from all over the world. So, for example, my clan, we have a player from India. We have a player from Indonesia. Hmm. Um, we have another player who was going to college in Texas, but he just went back home to Japan because he's from Japan. So he's there for the summer. And then we have a base builder that's from uh, somewhere in the UK. Uh-huh. So, yeah, our plane is very international. So um, I, I experienced a lot of what you just said, and it's beautiful how this game can bring everyone together and, and yeah, it's it's really awesome. So I'm assuming that everybody uh, in your clan speaks English or is language a barrier at all? 
Oh yeah, everyone speaks English. I mean, we all have different slang, so we pick up on each what each other says. So mm-hmm. that's really cool to see, also. But yeah, we're we're everyone speaks English. So whenever you're doing your attacks, are you guys on voice on Discord, or do you have a way that you communicate? We mostly we have like about a 50-50 ratio of people who like to jump on voice, or in other people that we would just write out our plans and communicate within the game chat okay so we've been together for a while now so we know how each other attacks for example if a player says i'm gonna sui my king and queen into the town hall at six we know he's gonna bring all the necessary items like maybe an icy golem a headhunter or just funneling troops in order to make that sui possible that has helped communication a lot like but also being on voice is a big factor that means some of the guys go in there and do as well because we can have spotters which helps a lot because sometimes we'll miss something in war and they can call it out and sometimes it's all the difference in a war from a two-star to three-star and it helps yeah very true that sometimes there's a minion right at the end of your bar that you can't see because you haven't scrolled yet and your spotter (laughs) can be like put a minion at six and you're like bam on it (laughs) there's a cannon at six put your minion on it bam i'm right there so yeah i totally feel you that's awesome. So how do you determine which base to hit then in an esports war? And do you guys go by the 45 minute format? We're in several leagues and tournaments and each one is different. Some of them are just no timed hits, which and they can be an hour long. Others, um, we're in about three right now, which are the world champion hit time. So it's 45 minute wars. And then you start hitting at the 37th minute if you're team A mm-hmm. or the 33rd minute if you're team B. So you really don't have a lot of time to plan. So um, we choose whoever can see a base and claims it first. They usually go first. But how I determine on what base I like to hit is I primarily like to stick with hybrid or drag that. So for drag that, my main component is my SUI value. So I'll look at the CC and I'll see the range on that. And I want to see the most value I can get with my heroes without pulling the CC because about 75, I would even say about 90% of the time, it's a hound. Mm. And if, if I can leave that hound in the clan castle, it's a it's it makes it so much easier for my dragons to push through the base. Yeah, so hound or, or triple ice golem. I've been seeing lots of those at high level play as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Or a triple ice golem, exactly. Or even an icy hound, which is mm-hmm. even worse. So yeah. that's that's probably the biggest component is to see how much sui value I can get with my king, my queen, and my RC, and then just have my dragons sweep the rest of the base and then have and same with my bats Mm. um and then hybrid it's kind of dying out now but i've done fairly well in legend league this season pushing it so i've kind of um adapted but also my claimant anthony who is super amazing at hybrid i've picked up on some of his tricks so that has helped me a lot but it's all in the queen charge and how much value you can get with that so you literally send your queen 
and then have the hybrid sweep the rest. Yeah. So that's super interesting that you bring that up. I actually just finished recording an episode with T and we were talking about how, you know, average players like us can get to your level. I mean, playing in Clash Worlds obviously is something that a very, very, very minor percentage of Clashers can do. I mean, there are what? Two million clashers. I don't, I don't know. If there's that many, but there are millions of clash players around the world, right? And there yeah. are maybe at max fifteen hundred uh, clash worlds players. And so, being at that level is something obviously that we would all like to be at. But we were talking about the viability of learning all the attack strategies on the spectrum when in reality, it's probably better to get really good at one ground strategy and one air strategy. That way you can look at a base and say, okay, which strategy of these do I need to use on this base? Are, are the bows down? Are the bows up? Are the wizard towers clustered up in one corner? Um, as you said, can I get uh, Sui hero value on this or is this better for a queen charge? And so you're kind of able to look at the base and then make your decision on which army you should use to hit it. But you're really good at basically two attack strategies. Is that kind of how you do it? That's exactly how I do it. And then we have also built my team based on what they use, which helps a lot. So. Mm. Um, we have three people that can all do Lalo extremely well. Mm -hmm. And then we have a, a P.E.K.K.A. Smash master. And then we have a hybrid master. And then we have a couple people that do drag bat in hybrid also. And all the people that do Lalo can also do um, E-drags. And I mean, they're, these guys I'm with can do anything. But we all have probably one to two armies that we... I don't want to say mastered, but it's our go-to. Yeah, you you prefer. Yeah, yeah. You, you prefer those. And and also when you get really good at a strategy, you're able to look at a base and you can see that base kind of as the matrix, right? I mean, you're able to look at it and say, okay, if I'm a Lalo player, man, I, I immediately, my eyes start to where the air defenses are. I, I know where the Inferno Towers are. I know where I'm likely to get a Queen Charge or Sui Hero value. Like you just kind of, it, it kind of overlays onto the map. Is, is that how you see it? Yeah, exactly. So I look at a base and I can probably within the first 10 seconds, I can tell what I'm going to do with it. If it's drag that or hybrid sometimes it takes a little bit longer i mainly stick to those and what also helps is pushing legend league and using that one arm just to keep it kind of in my back corner and practicing with it seven or eight times a day mm -hmm. and then i can just learn a new strategy or you can even do that if you want to learn a new strategy just use it in legend league and you're forced to use it every day and then sooner or later you you can react good with that and what make what's really good with that is also um if you're in a war or any situation when you're using an army you're comfortable with and you've used it enough times if something goes wrong your reactions are are you're really good at reacting mm -hmm. to, to whatever happens and comes your way because you've been in this situation before whereas if you're using a strategy you've never used you're probably not going to react as well as you usually would. And so I think that's why it's really important to keep practicing and keep doing that attack. Yeah. So I love listening to Joe Rogan. He's a, a podcaster. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him or not. 
but something that he's really big in is MMA. And he says that these guys that are in the MMA will train a movement over and over and over and over again to the point that whenever, for instance, there uh, an opponent arm comes out in a specific way, they automatically go to an arm bar. Or if an opponent overextends with their leg, then they automatically take him to the ground. Like it, it's not even, it's not even a a, a a mind reaction. It's not even something that they have to think about. It's just something that's split second automatic. Like they just do it. And I'm guessing that that's what you're saying happens with you when you use a current strategy over and over and over again uh, in the game, whenever you see a, a dragon peeling off or whenever you see your queen go another way, when you intended for her to go this way, then your mind automatically thinks, okay, I have to do this, this, and this in this order in order to still get the three star and to recover that attack. Exactly. It's, it's almost like it's muscle memory, but within the game and same kind of concept, like you said, with the MMA and everything, it's all just MMA or it's all just muscle memory and reacting on the fly. And that's probably the biggest that probably separates from uh, the big players from people that play casually is um, we have that experience of repetition and repetition and playing so much that we, it's just motor memory of how to react when something goes bad. So how did you get to this point? Obviously, you, you didn't start there. So where did you start? It all started at Iron Wolves, ironically. And they kind of showed me a new attack strategy. So at first, I was just using E-Drags. And that's that's how I got into the clan. I had to try out. And they liked the way I did E-Drags, surprisingly. Because I'm no. horrible at them now. <laughs> 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 and um and there's a player fletch in there who would uh stream occasionally and i was kind of getting into twitch at that time and i would join carbon fins friendly wars and just mess around with the guys in there and and then like i said i had a buddy reach out to me who brought me into mitten gaming and we actually did a competitive league with iron wolves a long time ago called friendly war league mm -hmm. and that's kind of where it all started yeah iron wolves have really pushed me into the scene and even though they're a more casual clan and i'll tell you it was probably the hardest decision to leave them i want always wanted to leave one account in there and keep in touch i just had to move on and kind of you know keep up with my guys that i'm playing with yeah. But uh, yeah, they're they're awesome over there. Huge uh, shout out to the guys over there. You know that Xena doesn't play anymore, right? I saw that. I saw the clan and it said officially retired. And yeah. She moved on to another game, right? Well, I, I we're tr still trying to get her back. I, I keep in contact with her here and there. Um, she's she's been a huge help. Uh, she's I mean, everybody who talks about her thinks that she's just awesome. So, yeah, I, but uh, the clan isn't isn't in existence anymore i know that they merged with another clan yeah. uh, not not in your face i think is the name of that clan yeah, but I think you're right. several of, of us actually came over to sons of guns that's actually where me and hizzle uh sub is over there I'm trying to think who oh, else okay. from iron wolves is over there but anyway we're, we're all over it at sons of guns now so we've been trying to get xena to come over to sons of guns for a while now she's not ready yet i i think give her another six months and she'll be back she has yeah to. <laughs> exactly i mean like i played off and on clash so everyone needs that little break 
And I hopefully that's what's going on with her. And especially if Hizzle's there, I know she'll come through because he is hilarious. Hizzle is the man. That is for sure. Is. <laughs> so you mentioned burnout. How do you deal with burnout for yourself? And you said you represent your team. So I'm sure that there are people on your team that deal with burnout. So how do you guys uh, work with that if you start to feel that coming on? Um, so luckily we have a pretty deep roster where we have about eight eight to nine people and you know at a given time there can be someone that's in finals or someone that has a work schedule so it is it is a lot because I have to schedule the wars I'm the representative for the team so I have to deal with all the communication throughout teams from across the world and converting time zones and all of that so how we deal with burnout is um, whenever a player says they need a break we fully support it. Um, we have the roster deep enough to where we can kind of make up for that. And if that's ever an issue, leagues are pretty cool with allowing like one to two roster changes, but that's pretty rare on our occasion. But um, as far as me, if I go into burnout, I kind of just get out. I play a lot of soccer. Um, I coach, just being active. And, you know, I, I like the outdoors a lot. I I grew up across the street from the beach and I still live, live in a beach town. So I go on hikes, play soccer, just do all that stuff. And it kind of clears my mind and puts me back into focus for when it's game time. Yeah, I can imagine. Zena also mentioned that you've won cash prizes in the past. So what, what, uh, what tournaments have you won or, or maybe tournaments that you've done very well in? Um, so the most recent one we won was actually like last week. And it, um, I don't know if you've heard of the Clash community. So it's Town Hall 14 Clash community. And it's a jungle fever tournament that they hosted. And it's like their first Town Hall 14 tournament that they hosted. And we actually just won the whole thing. So that was really exciting. Yeah. That's, the, that's the first tournament that we entered as our new name. What's kind of funny is our old clan Hayao started a team and they're in there as well. And we were hoping we we're we were hoping to see them in the finals, but unfortunately they lost. They're, oh, such, they're such a great team. Like yeah. I, I was I was I was rooting for them to make it there. But um so yeah, we won that tournament, which is pretty cool. And then mobile open, we won some money last year under Mitten Gaming, and that was about um only two of the players that are on my team right now, we uh, were on the team back then for last season. Um, but now we're in mobile open right now, which is going on. If we stay in the standings, the last day of this group stage is on Wednesday. And if we stay where we're at, then we'll make some money there as well. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, and then we'll go into the playoffs where you have an opportunity to earn even more money. So that's really exciting. Yeah, and that's then, super exciting. Yeah. And then some other pretty much every league that we join, we go to the playoffs. So there's been a good amount where, you know, we'll lose first round or second round. But out of every league we've done, we make the playoffs. And so we've gone to the quarterfinals in the Vedic Cup. EYG, WCL, mm -hmm. um, we've, we've all carry esports. We, we've gone pretty far in there. And then also kind of on the side, I've probably, I made a decent amount of money 
just going on Twitch and going on uh, Cam Wow or Marge Hate, they do a lot of little like knockout events or one v one like a hundred person tournaments. Mm-hmm. And um, I've I've made a decent, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's enough money to support yourself, but <laughs> you know, I can order a pizza like a few times a week with this money coming yeah, in. Yeah, very Just nice. Going on Twitch and playing, it's really cool that they give back to the community by doing these events. So I remember one week I won like ninety bucks just going on twitch and playing clash so yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah no that's very cool i i mean i've i've won zero money in clash so you're doing, you're doing a lot better than me uh, so that's, that is super cool so you guys have any plans for the future I, I know right now you're participating in clash worlds but are there any tournaments that you're going to enter or you're looking forward to um so right now we have we're in mwl it's uh mythical war league and we just went five and oh in group stage so we have playoffs starting pretty soon for that we are in no dip league um so we're currently in the league group stage of that there is a hurricane cup that i just applied to so i'm looking forward to that tournament which should start soon we're in a clashers cup that's another tournament that's should be starting soon the stephanie cup is coming up we have frontline league and the playoffs our first playoff match is actually on wednesday and it's like a best of three so that should be really fun we are also in blitzkrieg and french clash cup so we're in a lot of leagues and little <laughs> tournaments right now we have a lot in our hands that is a lot <laughs> that yeah. must mean you're playing almost every night um, you know, so I try and so I'm the representative so I can uh, negotiate with the other team and kind of pick of when do we play the match. So I try and, you know, pick probably two days a week where we'll sit down and play for, you know, do two matches back to back, maybe three. But yeah, I mean, we're probably doing at least one war a day if it all evens out. Yeah, that's crazy. So there's a lot of of listeners um, who play the game who are going to hear all of this awesome competitive play. And and honestly, I, I don't know that there are a lot of people who want to be that competitive. There are a lot of people who just want to be able to three star on a regular basis. You know what I mean? Maybe just in regular CWL that they want to be able to sit down and, and look at a base and know how to three star it. So obviously you had to start somewhere. If you could talk to that listener, maybe who's getting decently high two two or decently high percentage two stars on a regular basis, and they want to take it to that next level, what would you recommend that they do to be able to improve their own skill? I recommend to pick one army and push and legislate with that every season watch youtube videos maybe like itsu is very good clash with eric um all those great youtube content creators that kind of show guides on how to attack and then just patience it takes time nothing can happen overnight and even during the battle you just need patience sometimes i rush down and put all my spells in too quick when i can really just sit back and relax and let things play out and then things will come through. So those are definitely some big pointers for me. But yeah, watching the YouTube videos and practicing were the two key components for me. 
So a lot of players, uh, I know that there's a, there's a very minor percentage of players who actually play at whatever the top town hall level is. So recently town hall 13, um, and then of course now town hall 14. So a lot of the content is geared towards whatever the highest town hall is. And for instance, myself, I'm actually a max town hall 12 right now. I'm going to be going to town hall 13 actually tomorrow. Oh, nice. <laughs> pushing the button. I've maxed Congrats. all my stuff almost. Yeah, it was a huge moment for me. But <laughs> I, I uh, played the game for a long time, got out of it for a couple of years, came back to it. And, and I was a max town hall 10 whenever I got out. And so I've been working my way through Town Hall 11, and then I finally just finished Town Hall 12. My heroes are max. And so I'm about to push that button to Town Hall 13. But maybe for somebody who's still a Town Hall 10 or a Town Hall 11, the, the likelihood of them getting into Legends versus needing to farm up for resources on their base is such a struggle. So is there anything else that you would recommend for somebody maybe who is in a Town Hall 14? Yes, I would check out Clash with Eric. He does a ton of content for lower town hall levels and i actually uh, i do mixed breakdown wars with my town hall 11 so i do leagues with that as well and so i uh kind of just jumped in there without really knowing what i was doing and uh, i watched a lot of his videos he has the best attack strategies for that town hall level and he breaks it down really well for me at least so i would i would definitely do that and then just friendly challenges fc's um, within your clan mates and another thing they have is a fc clan where it's just a clan and you can anybody can join and a lot of the time it's full or there'll be like 45 people but um, you can just look it up and join and it's just whoever's online is just posting fc after fc and it's just there to practice and it's from people all over the world so it's usually pretty active so that's another great way that you can practice. And I actually do that with my Town Hall 14. They have one for Town Hall 11. They have one for every Town Hall, even Town Hall 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. So that's another great avenue that you can take. Yeah, they actually have one for Town Hall 10, too, because I, I had a Town Hall 10 and I went there to try to improve my skill. So I was kind of shocked that they had one at that level. Um, there may be players out there who don't have a cool clan like Iron Wolves that they can go to and you know maybe their clan leader isn't as cool as xena is so when they're out looking for a clan because they want to be competitive they want to go to that next level is there a way that you would recommend that they can find a really good clan to be a part of or maybe a clan family that's a good question i kind of just got lucky and i um i would say i would surround myself around friends and you know people that i get along with and i just just let the uh, course take its own path and yeah. uh, there's a lot of um, advertisements and uh, people promoting their clan and so you can find a, a bunch of stuff on reddit and uh, I don't know the name of the other websites um, but they promote that they're a competitive clan and they're looking for people and so just put yourself out there apply to a clan try out if you get in see if you vibe with the people and you get along and it's just a trial and error process and um i i went through that a little bit i i got really lucky but you know there's a there's about two i mean i just changed clans because of that reason so i was looking for you know more active clans so you just got to keep your eye out there and keep old friends in touch like xena or 
Um, if ever something comes up and she wants to look for a competitive claim, she can always reach out to me. Mm. So um, just little details like that. really. Yeah, make very true. And I, I think it's important to remember, too, that it, just because you join a clan and just because you're there for a few weeks or a month, if things aren't working out, it's totally OK. I mean, you can always go find another clan, maybe try to find something that's a little more competitive. I think the key is just not to get comfortable where you are if you want to go to that next level. I mean, you can the beauty of Discord is you can keep in touch with lots of old clan members and friends. And I still do to this day, keeping in touch with people that I've been in other clans with, uh, that doesn't affect the fact that I'm in a clan right now that's a little more competitive and I want to move up to the next level. But I, I guess you're saying keep moving around until you find the best fit for you. Exactly. A hundred percent. I was held back for a long time because I wanted to, I wanted to be loyal to my clan and, you know, they're my pals. I've been with them for a year and, you know, once I kind of put myself out there and push myself to the competitive level I wanted to play and surrounded myself around those people, I learned so much more. I was holding myself back, you know, just I was just playing with people who would do only a P.E.K.K.A. Smash or a Yeti Smash. And once I finally joined like a Champs 1 clan and was uh, seeing people do Lalo and all these advanced um, strategies, I can kind of just sit back and take notes on what they do. And uh, once I, you know, would be active in chat, they would help me and I would ask, hey, can you give me some tips? And they would give me tips on that. So um, just ask for help also. That's another great way that you can get yourself in there. Yeah. And I think that clan loyalty is a huge, great quality character trait. I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be loyal to your clan, but also you have to have fun with the game because I, I know there are a lot of players that I've known in the past who have wanted to be loyal to their clan up to the point to where they just got completely burnt out and bored with the game. And if that's you and you feel like you can be loyal and, and love the friends that you have and keep in contact with them, but move on to something that's more competitive. It's totally okay. Like that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Completely. A hundred percent. And that's why discord is so beautiful because you can keep in touch with your friends and, and old clan mates and still kind of go on to that next level that makes you happy. So if a player wants to reach out to you or maybe try out for your clan, <laughs> I don't know that there's going to be many of us who are going to be able to be at that competitive level. Um, is there anywhere that they can reach out to you on Twitter or uh, anywhere on Discord? Yeah, so um, we have a Twitter. It's omnipotence, exclamation mark, and underscore COC. Or you can um, just type that in the you can search the clan name omnipotence exclamation point and i believe we're level 20 and um, we have our discord tag in there or you can even ask to join the clan and then we can direct you to our discord and that's how you can apply and try out and there's a whole process that you have to go through and yeah that's a, a great way that you can come out and hang out with us yeah that would be awesome for sure well, thanks so much for coming on, uh, Genghis Khan. I really appreciate it. Great conversation. As always, I love having these conversations. Uh, do you have any final comments or shout outs that you'd like to make? Yeah, I'd like to shout out Iron Wolves. You always be, <laughs> have a deep place in my heart. You guys, Iron Wolves. You guys have raised <laughs> me. I was a little tough. And then also Cosmic Regime, my team right now, we're killing it. And uh, th these guys are amazing. And without them, I'd be nothing. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So, and also a huge shout out to you, and thank you for having me on this podcast. I yeah, really of course. The opportunity. Yeah, of course, of course. So, to our listeners, to stay up to date on podcast episodes, also any articles that I write that I post on Medium, follow me on Twitter at TipDog20. If you want to email me, you can email the podcast at ClashTipsPodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Clash Long and Prosper.